Welcome back to another episode of the Red Carpet Cafe. I am one of your hosts, Eric Root, along with a special guest host today. We've got Mandy Greenwood. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I hope you got your uh, mega pint filled with wine ready for a discussion here on... um, a little court case, the second biggest televised event over the last month. Do, do you know what the first te- biggest televised event was? No, what was that? That would be the Queen's Jubilee. Not really. I mean, I'm sure it was televised in a lot of places, but... Um, not so much here as it was just highlighted, most of all. Mm-hmm. So we've had this defamation trial that went on for quite some time between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And we know that this is a secondary portion of the overall suit, if you want to go all the way back to the divorce and the settlement yeah. there. Um, the big thing was, was that according to the New York times, when the divorce took place, the settlement was that Miss Heard was granted a $7 million payment in her divorce settlement with Mr. Deb. She had pledged half of the money to the ACLU. Mr. Depp's lawyers have sought to undermine Miss Heard's credibility and showing that she paid a fraction of the $3.5 million she had pledged to the ACLU. Either way, that's a lot of money. Even if she had paid half, that's still a lot of money in a divorce. Yeah, she was supposed to pay um, the other half to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, too. Mm -hmm. She had pledged, like, the entirety. So one half was to the ACLU, and then the other half was to um, Children's Hospital Los Angeles. And, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's a lot of money. Um, I'll never see that kind of money in my lifetime. Um, but I mean, it's still, I mean, maybe you will, let's not discredit that. You never know. You know, one can only hope and dream. I mean, dreams are good, right? (laughs) Right. Right, Exactly. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, the big deal is that she never paid it. Right. And from what little bit I caught in the beginning was that money that was paid wasn't even her money. Like I heard at some point that Elon Musk was involved. Um, There may or may not have been a GoFundMe at some point. I don't know. I'm making that part up. I don't know. But I do know that the mistake really what came down to was her committing that money verbally mm-hmm. to the in the public about what she was going to do and that sparked the whole thing that went on and then of course then the op-ed comes out and even though it doesn't right. name johnny Me. specifically it's easy to allude to where where she was going with it right well and the thing is um not only did Elon pay a portion, but there was also discussion that Johnny paid 
um, a portion of it too, like $500,000. Mm. Um, and he donated it like it was from him, but he donated it in her name because there was conflict of she had pledged it, right? But she hadn't donated it. And so when he found out that she wasn't donating it and he was making the divorce settlement installments to mm-hmm. her, um, he sent one of the installments directly to them instead of sending it to her. Gotcha. So, you know, that was a big conflict between the two of them as well. And then, um, as you said, the op-ed came out and everything just continued to spiral, right? <laughs> sure. And and obviously in a defamation suit, it's different than a divorce proceeding because there has to be proof that you were defamed. And I'll, I'll say this, that even though he wasn't named in the op-ed, clearly his lawyers did uh, their homework. They did their research. They came in with a game plan and executed it for the most part. It seemed flawlessly. Now, granted, there was a lot of theatrics where people wanted to see what's what's Amber going to say today? What's Johnny going to say today? What are any of the witnesses going to say? I got to tell you, the most boring part of that trial from what I caught were the expert witnesses that were trying to pave the way for either side. And partly because like there was, I don't even remember her name, but she was talking on behalf of Disney and saying that, you know, Disney was already done with Johnny Depp and Captain Jack. And I kept thinking, I really hope she is with Disney because Disney (laughs) doesn't take kindly to people going out there and giving out information publicly about their plans. That's usually not favored. Yeah. My, my thought on her and I, I, I feel like for some reason her name was like Elaine. I know that was like the name of Amber Heard's attorney, but I feel like the Disney person was also named Elaine, but I could be wrong. Um, but with that being said, I, felt as I was like watching her speak um in in um agreement with your point maybe you know Disney got subpoenaed or some group from Disney you know like the production team or something like that got subpoenaed and then they selected her to speak on their behalf which maybe not Disney's best play but I also didn't I, I didn't really catch whether or not she's still actively with Disney or if it was because of when she was with Disney that she had this this broad opinion about the situation but in any case um, you're kind of splitting hairs at that point because their game plan was to try and discredit everything about Johnny and it seemed like he had all of his evidence and ducks in a row. Now, granted, there was some things that you've had to kind of raise a eyebrow at and be like, why would you say that? Or why yeah. would you do that? <laughs> and the only thing that I kept drawing the, the inference to was that 
both of these two were toxic together. Yes, I agree. They did not make a good married couple. They just didn't. Now, you had a lot of opinion experts on your news outlets, your Foxes, maybe not Fox. I don't know if they actually covered any of it, uh, like your CNN, your NPRs, that would talk about body um, language and the way things were going. And so that was interesting when they would start deciphering when people would give their responses and what their body was actually saying and doing. So as somebody who has dealt with domestic violence um, myself, um, hearing the professionals talk about her body language Mm -hmm. just doesn't match. You know, they, they kept saying it doesn't match with someone um, who's dealt with those issues. And I agree a hundred percent because if you had me in a courtroom with my accused abuser sitting directly across from me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to look at him. I wouldn't be able to look at anybody. My head would be down. Right. I mean, she stared at the jury the whole time. Like I, I recently saw my personal abuser, um, in December for the first time in a while. Oh, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't look at anyone. I was frozen. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was with friends and they were talking and I just would be like, yeah, uh uh-huh. And I still right now to this day that that was in December, it's June. And I still couldn't tell you what we were talking about. So my point is, um, you know, the conversation with my friends didn't register because I was so focused on like fight or flight, so to speak. Okay. You know, um, and if you notice Johnny Depp's body language while she mm-hmm. was speaking, there's there's two there's two ways to look at that. One. You, it's hard to look your, at your abuser. Right. It's uncomfortable. It's triggering. It's all these things. Um, but he also said that he would never look at her again or let her see his eyes ever again. So he kept that promise. Um, but with Amber Heard, like her crying at mm-hmm. certain parts. I'm sorry. There were no tears. There were no tears years and maybe that just means she's a really shitty actress i mean have you seen movies she's in (laughs) just aquaman but honestly she i don't feel like her role was as significant as they tried to make it out in the court but that's just my opinion I mean, I didn't go to aquaman to go see amber heard i wanted to see jason momoa kick some ass i mean that's and Aquaman always has a bad rap anyway as being the soft one of the group, but ain't nobody going up to right. Jason Momoa and telling him he's soft. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think everybody wants to go see Jason Momoa. I mean, who doesn't want to, you know, as women too, who doesn't want to see the man without a shirt? I mean, you <laughs> know. Right. It's like the king of the polar bear club, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, why not? I, you know. I haven't seen Aquaman because like you said, it was not one of those epic movies to go see. So for me, I just passed on it. 
I'm a DC guy and I'm also a Marvel guy, but I do, I did like where they were going with the whole Justice League thing until they actually mm-hmm. showed the Justice League movie, but, um, but, they, <laughs> but they didn't make up for it on the HBO Max, uh, the Snyder cut. But um, getting back to the, to the thought process though, abuse comes in multiple ways and it doesn't have to just be physical we all know this that or at least most people know it and don't think about it but mental is also uh, can be abused as well and that's that's a fine line that's run there um so things i remember about some of the trial where you get johnny talking about or they're talking about johnny punching a wall Well, yeah, if you have someone, just as an example, if you have someone in your life that is constantly nagging you or ridiculing you or or bothering you, but you don't, you don't know how to handle it or walk away and you just need to get the frustration out, I'm not condoning it, but I can see where he'd punch a wall. I've had friends that have done it. I've never done it myself because I don't want to break a knuckle or whatnot, but I also haven't gone and like beat up somebody over things like that. Like, so uh, maybe it's the way I was brought up, but I can see where it can cause someone who doesn't know how to handle it to snap and, and hit a wall as opposed to a person. Um, it wears on you like anything else. Yeah. 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 And I would say when it comes to the different forms of abuse, it doesn't make it no matter what kind you face, if you have to face your abuser in any way, shape or form, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not easy. There's nothing that makes that comfortable no matter what. So, um, but when it comes to Johnny Depp and, um, you know, him smacking cabinets, you know, like the video showed or mm-hmm. him, you know, wanting to punch a wall, he tried everything else before then, you know, he, he would walk away, but then she'd chase him. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you go and cool off if the person you're trying to separate yourself from Right. isn't giving you that space it's a perception you know? like she's like she's baiting him to try to do something so she can record it that exactly. was the first thing that i thought at first i'm like oh wow maybe she actually got some video of him you know abusing her in some capacity but instead it started after some time and again this is just my perception i'm not a a, a scientist or a doctor dissecting it it just appeared as if she was then going down this rabbit hole of, oh, I'm going to bait him and record it. So I have some evidence for something in the future. And that's when I just kind of tuned out and going, okay, this is starting to look like a chicken little situation. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I was wrong. Maybe there was some actual abuse that went in there, but I'll be honest with you it feels like it was both sides. Now, granted, maybe it didn't start off that way. Maybe her intention was to do all of these things to try and make money. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. That's their life. 
But what I <laughs> what I do see is that there comes a point where two wrongs don't make a right. So if at some point, if Mr. Depp was like, I'm going to make your life hell, that's not right either. I mean, yes, you deserve justice if you have been abused and she deserves justice if she's been abused, but abuse on abuse is not a winning combination. Again, just an opinion. I don't know that that's what's taking place, but you can, I can see both sides of the coin, but I think that in the defamation trial, based on the evidence, it feels like the jury got it right. I absolutely agree. Um, I am ironically from Fairfax, Virginia. So like I know exactly where that courthouse was. Um, probably the first time in eight years of living in Florida. I wish I was actually in Virginia mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for this trial. Right. Um, I might have been one of the people to stand outside um, or go try and be interviewed by all the reporters. But, um, you know, I think in this situation, I agree with you. It's It's a little bit of both. You know, there's some relationships where two people who despite how much they love or care about each other find each other attractive or you know whatever the case may be it just becomes toxic you know Mm -hmm. you be you get to a point where you both bring out the worst in each other um and if you look at their history as like children um because in the in the court case they talked about um Johnny's childhood and Amber's childhood and the kinds of families they came from and both of them had some sort of trauma and by that I mean Johnny's mom was abusive um I believe verbally at minimum I think sometimes physically as well and he was often in um the one to get the brunt of it um, Mm -hmm. from his mother. And then you have Amber's family where both of her parents have issues with addiction, um, which also brings trauma, um, you know, because it affects the parent being able to properly. So I think on top of, all of the other things when you get these two people together mm-hmm. um it's like either one has worked through their past traumas or healed or whatever um and then they get together and essentially trigger each other is what it sounds like based off right. of what you're saying too you know right. um it goes back to your bait and switch you know she would bait him into something. So he would act some way and then she'd go tell everybody, Hey, Johnny's doing blah, blah, blah to me. Um, you know, and I, I saw one of the texts, um, where she said to, I believe her mom, he's very violent. Well, that's a very vague term in my opinion. Okay. Normally violent- be very specific on what kind of violence. That's, that's what I feel too. I agree with you, you know, um, 
violence can be somebody smacking cabinets, can be somebody punching a wall, can be somebody drinking too much and not remembering, you know, like it, there's so many things that can go under the umbrella of violence. Right. And, you know, it's just, she, I feel like she almost painted it in some ways too perfectly for people to just draw their own conclusion. Um, But the other thing with all of this with her Mm -hmm. is it, all of this came to a head right smack in the middle of the Me Too movement. Oh, the original divorce. Well, yeah, the ending of the divorce where she came out with a restraining order, all of Mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. was smack dab in the height of the Me Too movement. Okay. And, and of course, we're not saying that there's anything wrong with the Me Too movement because these are important no, things that not. need to come to light. But you also fear that there's maybe a bandwagoner jumping on to try and utilize it as momentum for their own personal gains, which may or may not have been in this situation, but it does raise an eyebrow over a period of time when you start dissecting the actual storylines. Right. And, you know, I, I definitely am a full supporter of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that people miss when it comes to the Me Too movement mm-hmm. is they often believe that it's only women who should be able to have the hashtag Me Too. Sure, sure. But mm-hmm. it, it goes both ways. Right. Um, and the founder of the Me Too movement recently came out and said, because um, there was concern after um, with Johnny Depp winning and Amber losing, that the Me Too movement would come to a stop. And mm-hmm. uh, um, the founder of the Me Too movement came out in the public, and I, I don't have quote for quote of what she said, but it sums down to, no, it's not going to stop. This actually helps us more because men we'll see that they can be a part of the Me Too movement now. Right, right. So, you know, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to um, hear that people think it's going to stop. And, you know, I think for a lot of men, it's hard to come out and say, hey, a Mm -hmm. woman beat me up. Or verbally attacked me. Right. Okay, so I thought it was an interesting move that Hurd's team decided not to call Depp back for one last time. But I think they knew that had... (laughs) Well, I think had they done that, it would have really not worked out well for them. I think that they were were prepared for some last bombshell drop. I feel like it just the way the momentum was carrying. But then we went into what seemed like 20 days of closing arguments. I know that's not how long it really was. It was maybe two at most, maybe a day and a half. One. It was Was one. Was it one? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. But I agree. It felt like a week. Just to get through that one day. I mean, uh, not to put 
too fine of an exaggeration on it, but like gas prices were like three bucks a gallon when it started, and now it's almost five. <laughs> That's how long yeah. the closing arguments went. Yeah, but that could have changed in an hour what the like, gas prices are, let's be honest. That's true. But, <laughs> you know, so I knew that they would finish the way they finished because it was Friday, right before a holiday. And then you had the holiday off. They'd come back in on Tuesday. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. They actually didn't get the verdict until Wednesday or Thursday. It was Wednesday um, at three o'clock. Not that I was waiting or anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I remember after the first day of deliberations, they came back and they, the jury asked for something. What was it? Um, they asked for, was it clarification? Um, it was que- yeah, it was clarification on, um, if one of the questions that they were required to answer, cause they had like 42, some odd questions that they had to go through and say yes or no, yes or no, whatever. And then the overall verdict, um, and they were asking about if, about the title of the op-ed and if mm-hmm. that, if they were trying to figure out if were they supposed to judge if that part referred to Johnny Depp or was it the title and the article that referred oh. to him like okay. as a whole. So like which part I think is where they were looking for the clarification. Okay. Uh, I just remember thinking like, why did it take them a whole day to come back? But maybe it didn't. Maybe it was just a few hours and I wasn't paying as close of attention to it as I originally thought. But, um, I mean, obviously the jury came back on a Wednesday and that was big news on all the major media. And um, at first when they read it, I was thinking, okay, so they both have been found liable for defamation. And then when they really started dissecting it on, on what it meant in the verdict, I'm like, okay, so clearly monetarily wise, Johnny Depp won when it came to the overall value of it. The, the thing that I, the thing that I couldn't quite figure out though, was the way that they awarded the financial side of it because in, I think the punitive, one of the damages yes. that, that she was supposed to get, she wanted like millions, but there's a cap. It's like 350 grand is the cap. Maybe that was on the well, countersuit. So the 350,000 is the cap in the state of Virginia for the punitive damages. Okay. So even though they awarded, I think they awarded 5 million punitive damages to Johnny Depp. He will only receive $350,000 of that 5 million. Right. But in the initial one, he gets the 10 million, like they awarded him 10 million and the punitive. Yes is capped at the 350. Okay. So those two 350s would basically wipe themselves out. Hers and his. Well, no, because the, okay, there's only a cap on the punitive. Right. Damages but I think only, that's not what she the was other awarded. one. 
No, I think she was awarded punitive, but the cap no, would have she, been 350. No, she was awarded. What is the, what's the name for the other one? Oh, no. See, I knew it starts with a C. Uh, let's see. Um, sorry, I'm going back through the records on here. Uh, no, you're good. By awarding Johnny Depp fifteen million and her two million, the decision clearly supported Depp's year long. I'm reading the LA Times. Um, I don't, I don't have a list in here. They're only showing just the highlights on it. But the 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 fact is is that the dollar amounts were heavier in Deb's favor. And Heard's attorneys have said that, you know, she's she can't pay it or she's not gonna pay it. Anyway, you slice it, there's gonna be there's there's um there's gonna be an appeal on the decision. I mean, we know it's going to happen. Yeah, her lawyer um, has gone, like, literally the next day. So, last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, verdict. Um, her lawyer, Elaine, I can't pronounce her last name, um, which shows you probably how much I, I cared for her as a lawyer. Um, but she went on... The Today Show, Good Morning America, mm-hmm. said that they were for sure appealing, that they had all kinds of evidence that wasn't allowed in this court case that should have been. Right. Um, that they weren't allowed to tell the jury um, the outcome of the UK trial, which to me makes complete sense. Okay, so I found the information on the breakdown of the damages that were okay. awarded um, mm-hmm. to Depp and to Heard. Um, so Mr. Depp awarded $10 million in compensatory damages and compensatory. $5 million. <laughs> Yes, words are hard sometimes, <laughs> um, especially after 8 o'clock. Sure. Um, I think my mega pint of water is getting to me. Nice. Um, <laughs> um, and then five million in punitive damages. And as we stated earlier, mm-hmm. um, Virginia's statutory cap is three hundred and fifty thousand of that. So he okay. won't get that full five million. Right. And then she, her, um, two million is in compensatory damages and not okay. punitive. Right. So she did not receive any punitive damages. Okay. So in effect, you're talking about, I mean, just do the basic math. So she technically is in the rears, 8,350,000 of which her attorneys have said, uh, we're going to appeal. She's not going to pay it. I-, I don't know that it's about the money anymore when you look at it, because honestly this might give Johnny an opportunity to rekindle his career again after the damage that was done in the divorce, maybe, but there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. Will this There's hurt? already projects in the works though. Um, a few were okay. announced today. Um, and I know Robert Downey Jr. wanted to include him on the third Sherlock Holmes movie that he's okay. working on. 
Right. Um, and then I can't think of the specific film, but there is a French director um, who Johnny had already made an agreement to work with. Um, I think even mm. before the trial started. So, okay. um, and then, you know, even if, even if he didn't need or couldn't do his movie career anymore, I mean, he, he's a musician too. I mean, the man is sure. multi-talented, mm-hmm. you know, very versatile. Well, so. And, and also too, when you look at her side of it, um, is this going to hurt her? Probably, probably yes. Be- because big time because the jury has spoken even on an appeal. I don't know that there's ever really going to be any vilification, even if it goes her way the second time around, because we've already heard evidence and studios are funny like that. They hear weird stuff. I've never been so upset at someone that I've shit in their bed. I'm just saying, I have never been so <laughs> upset that I have defecated in someone's sleeping location. I've never done that. And that's not normal. Even in a weird abusal situation, that's not normal. But that's a totally different topic for a psychiatrist. But what I do see is if she does get future projects and if this jury verdict is upheld, I don't see why they don't garnish it. Garnish the wages. I don't. (laughs) Right. Um, So I was doing um, some reading. Um, I like to do online reading more than I enjoy book reading. I like pop-up um, books. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but rumor has it, and I don't really like to be a part of the gossip mm. um, realm. I however, feel like we're treading into TMZ territory. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. I'm just uh, saying rumor has it to preface it. That she is being completely cut out of Aquaman 2. I I think I've seen some discussions on that. I've also seen some very hilarious um, memes. And apparently there was a signature drive to try and get Bruce Campbell to replace her in Aquaman. There's actually a picture where someone put the red wig on Bruce Campbell. And I'm sorry, that's hilarious. But even yeah. he acknowledged it, I think, on Twitter, saying something like, wow, this has got some serious momentum. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were, um, there's a, uh, words again, petition of over 4 million signatures of people saying they wanted her completely removed. And at first, Warner Brothers was like, okay, we'll take it down right. to no more than 10 minutes. And people are like, that's not enough. That's how I felt. Johnny Depp lost um, his contract with Warner Brothers. He lost his contract with Disney. And this was all before any of these cases were tried. You know, what happened to innocent until proven guilty? That did not exist for him. Why should it exist for her? Sure. Nothing against Mad Mad Mickelson, uh, Mads Mickelson for his portrayal of um, Grindelwald. But 
Johnny Depp was a better Grindelwald overall, in my opinion. And by the way, that uh, that latest Fantastic Beast is available to watch on HBO Max. You're welcome, listener. I I actually <laughs> just saw that today because I wasn't yeah. going to pay to go to the theater to watch it since he wasn't in it. But I saw right. on HBO Max today. I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll watch. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But I mean, overall, yeah. it was a good movie, but I still liked his portrayal. Now, the argument, of course, is that, I mean, look, you had... Colin who played the cop in the first one that it turns out he was really Grindelwald and it turned into Johnny Depp and then but it's kind of weird because there was no real transition to get us to to Mickelson yeah yeah but I like him I've seen him in other things I mean besides Doctor Strange he's a good actor I just felt it it was an awkward transition that's all that's all but we're not talking about the fantastic that's yeah yeah. (laughs) that's for another podcast (laughs) exactly but um you know uh, i i i hope that when the dust settles on this that both parties take to light everything that they've learned um whether it's what not to do in your next relationship Again, you look at previous relationships that Mr. Depp has had, none of them none of them came out and said, Oh yeah, yeah, no, he beat me up. No, that wasn't a thing. So again, I, I don't I don't want to be the person to, to sit here and judge saying that, you know, Amber's right, Johnny's wrong, or vice versa. But hopefully they'll learn from these relationships, move on, and be better people from it. Um, anything you want to add before I wrap it up? You know, I th- yeah, actually, you know, I think the biggest thing that really um, did her in for for losing the way that she did and how much you know she lost were um, the recording of her saying that she slapped him. She didn't punch him. I mean, where were the recordings of Johnny Depp admitting to hitting her? You know, where were those in in court? Um, I think that was really damning for her. Um, I don't envy this jury at all. Um, They were there for six weeks. Um, Amber Heard's lawyer is saying that there was no way that they wouldn't tune into social media, especially with them having that week off and then the three day weekends. And I'm just like, look, y'all lost, go do your appeal, keep, Mm -hmm. keep it moving. Um, But in the end, you know, I think at this point they both need to just kind of go away from each other start the healing process, whatever that looks like for both of them, because they both have a lot of healing to do. I mean, it's been six years that they've been doing this, right? So um, it's, it's time for both of them to move on. I think, in my opinion, I think this did help Johnny Depp get his career back. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it really shows um, that he was wronged. Mm -hmm. um was he was he perfect no neither one of them were you know like we said earlier but um he not even if he had not won um in court he won in the court of public opinion 
And that's really okay. all that matters. Fair. You know, how many, how many studios are going to um, create movies um, if the audience isn't going to want to go see it with somebody in it? You know, if people right. are like, hey, you know, put Johnny Depp in this role or, you know, whatever, people are going to flock to see it at this point, whereas maybe they wouldn't have before, you know? So I I think that's where he really won. And even though in the trial, he said he lost everything. I think he's slowly getting that quote unquote, everything back. And that's, that's important. And I mentioned too, he'll figure out who was really his friend and not his friend when this is all said and done. And what I mean by that is that in Hollywood and entertainment industry in general, you hear a lot of stories of when bad things happen to people or they're accused of things if they've done them or they didn't, that these, quote, close friends suddenly disappear because they don't want to get caught up in it. They don't want it to be a part of their PR mess and have to answer questions. Right. But then when you have a case like this, where it comes to light that, you know, hey, the jury found that he was victimized and maybe the other side of the coin was incorrect. It's too easy for those, quote, real friends to suddenly go, oh, hey, I'm sorry. I've been so busy. Yeah, I'm so happy you're vilified and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure he's more than smart enough to understand that that's going to happen and he'll know quickly who his, his true friends are and aren't. Um, well, Mandy, thank you for joining me today with this, uh, this discussion. It's not our traditional television and movie discussion, but it still warrants it because it was <laughs> a big enough deal. Um, but uh, thank you for participating. Thank you for inviting me to join you. I'd be happy to join anytime. Well, thank you. And you've been listening to the Red Carpet Cafe. I am, again, your host, Eric Root, with Mandy Greenwood as my special guest host. And we are a member of the Be Kind Rewind Podcast Network. You can find us on the web at bkrpn.com. But also, too, since we were talking about uh, domestic violence and, and such, It's important to know that there is help available if you are currently in or involved in some kind of a relationship or, quote, abusive friendship, anything like that at all. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is available 24-7 in English, Spanish, and 200-plus languages through an interpretation service. You can reach them at one 800 799 Seven two three three, And in the meantime, everyone, take care of each other. Have a great week. <laughs>